0: If you hungry for more Will you stand? Will you stand in this hour? if you hungry for more. Well, good evening, everybody. It is great to see you all, and thank you so much for tuning in tonight. It is awesome to be with you. Welcome to all of you, and um, it is a Thursday night. Let me just see what's going on over here. Trying to, some, trying to get some music going here in the, in the background. should be able to get that going in just a moment. And um, again, it's just awesome to see everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let me know where you are watching from. And also, while you're doing that, if I can ask you guys just to share tonight's link um, on social media. This is a really important subject tonight. um, And it's been very heavy on my heart for quite some time. And I've been kind of dropping some, you know, just little things here and there regarding tonight's subject. I really felt in my spirit that I wanted to just really dive into this this evening. We're going to be talking about <clears throat> the perfect church. What is the perfect church? Is your church the perfect church? Um, all these things are important. And how do you know? Should we compare? Do we compare? You know, all that sort of thing. This evening, we're going to really dive into all of that. Let me just know that you can hear me all nice and clearly. If you can hear me clearly, just give me a little thumbs up. That'd be awesome. And again, just really, really great to see so many of you tuning in. I want to just give it just a couple of minutes before we we really um, get into it tonight. I don't want anybody to miss any of tonight's program, because I think it is one of those very, very exciting exciting topics, exciting topics, because I think it's a hot topic in the body of Christ, and I'm going to cover quite a lot um, on the subject this evening, so... um, I hope you guys will enjoy it. Uh, Let me just see here for one second. All right. There we go. Something's happening. Something good is happening, guys. There we go. There we go. All right. I just love worship music. I love to worship God. I love the presence of God and um, just music just does something to me when I speak. So let us begin this evening by just opening in prayer and just spending a few minutes just worshiping the Lord together. What do you think about that? Let's do that together this evening for just a moment. All right. Father, we love you. We worship and honor you. We thank you for your presence this evening. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing each and every one onto tonight's broadcast. I know, God, that you have a plan. You want to speak to each and every one of us. You have a message for us this evening, Lord. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, so that we can be open to what it is that you desire to do this evening, Lord. I pray for everyone connected. Lord, everyone connected tonight comes with different Things of the day, different struggles, different worries, different problems. Some people might be going through something at the moment. Maybe it's sickness. Maybe it's stress in the relationship. Maybe it's stress with, a child, with children, husbands and wives. Could be anything. So I just ask now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, that you would just minister to them. Holy Spirit, that you would minister to them. Let tonight's message, let our time of sharing not only be discussing your word but let it be a time of ministry let it be a time holy spirit where you come and minister to us this is our desire always to meet with you to encounter you in everything that we do so we thank you and we love you and we honor you in the mighty name of jesus and everybody join in and say amen right there where you are in your living room or in the car wherever it is you're tuning in it's so great to have you guys so great to have you all tuning in with me. Alright, so let's get into it this evening. I am going to start by just saying a couple of things and then we'll dive into some scriptures. You know, one of the things today that I think we all have to deal with at some point is the reality of the fact that the church is different. Um, No matter where you go in the world, you're going to encounter different types of churches, you're going to encounter different types of ministers, ministries, individual ministers, individual ministries, some evangelists and different types of ministers, prophetic ministers, ministers. And then obviously at the same time, I think the big thing that, that you know, we definitely see on the planet is different churches. And I think what we must understand is that ministries and churches are going to be different. They're not going to be the same. And you have to ask yourself some important questions when choosing a church or a ministry to follow. Um, you know, the first thing we know that we should do, as Jesus has taught us, is to always look for the fruit. So the first thing we always do is look for the fruit. I've taught my staff, you know, to always look at the expression of a ministry, because the expression will, will often reveal the heart of a ministry. You know, you can't always tell an expression of a ministry by listening to one sermon you can only really get the feel of a ministry by following that ministry for a while and seeing the fruit, seeing the heart of that expression of that ministry. Um, today, because you know culturally, you know we're just so different in so many ways. You know, you come from different parts of the states. Just here in the U.S., if you come from different parts of the nation, you know you're brought up differently. You've been taught differently. Even just families in a local community. Are brought up differently. You know, many many families, you know, have very rich European heritage, like myself. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm half Greek, half Italian, and I grew up in a Greek family where, you know, Easter's and Christmas and things like that were huge functions and huge family gatherings, and you know, the, the families are all close. And then there are other families, you know, even in the same town that I grew up in, where that wasn't at all the case. They were just brought up differently, but that didn't make their families bad or or, or evil, or right, or wrong, they were just different, and and it's you know what we have to realize is that in the body of Christ, there is also going to be differences, and just because another church family or ministry doesn't look the same as yours or ours, doesn't make it wrong. Now, obviously, there's always fundamentals. There's always certain things that you want to look for, no matter what you're doing, no matter what church or ministry you're involved in. Or looking to join or a part of you know there are certain things you you know you that are just basic foundational doctrines that are extremely important and obviously if there's error and that error is something that is becoming a major problem then definitely that's not the right place and obviously that needs to be addressed but in terms of expression in terms of certain differences we have to learn to embrace each other it's become very disturbing to me especially here in the United States I was actually talking to um, a pastor from another country this morning and he was telling me how this is really something that he's never seen the way he sees in America here in America we do not celebrate our diversity in the church which is very disappointing because America is so diverse just in itself it's made up of so many immigrants and so many people from different nations Uh, It's it's full of diversity. So why in the church we we don't celebrate each other's differences or at least, you know, rejoice in each other's... I suppose celebrate would be the right word. Why we don't celebrate each other's differences is sometimes a little bit beyond me. So let's begin by taking a look at a few scriptures. You know, I think when you... The first thing you're going to do is you're going to have a look at, you know, what sort of... You know, when we talk about expression we can talk about, you know, are you more conservative or more open to the things of the Spirit? I'd say that those are the first two things. I'm not referring here now to being, you know, open to or, you know, accepting of something that is, is a cult or that is just in full area. If something's in full area, it's in full area and we don't rejoice in that at all because we know that that doesn't lead to salvation. You know, so those, those are obviously, that's not what I'm talking about. But I think that two areas where we see tremendous Conflict, or let me say, difference, is between the more conservative church, the more traditional church, and then obviously the church that is more—the the, the expression tends to be a little bit more open, a little bit more charismatic, Pentecostal. Um, so I kind of want to start there, and I'm going to go to the scriptures. I'm going to look at it from two different point of views, and then we're going to we're going to go deeper into it. Let's go to Acts eighteen twenty four. This is one of my one of my one of my really favourite messages in Scripture when it comes to, you know, just seeing how the Holy Spirit was spread in the early church. Acts 18, 24. This is what it says. It says, Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born of Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the Scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord. The way of the Lord, they're speaking of Jesus. And being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord. Though he knew only the baptism of John, so he began to speak boldly in the synagogues. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. What I want you to understand is that we will find out... um, A little bit later on as we go deeper into this, that it seems as though in context, because just in a few verses later in Acts 19:1, we see Paul arrive where Apollos was, and we see what seems to be the issue. So obviously, this man Apollos, who's eloquent in speech, you know, very capable of proving that Jesus is the Messiah, knows the scriptures, you know, only understands the baptism of John, the baptism of repentance. And it seems as though the things of the Spirit are the things that are, you know, are sort of left out, not, not part of what he teaches. And the Bible says, Aquila and Priscilla heard him. They took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. Let's go to Acts 19, verse number one. This is literally just almost like the continuation of this. And it happened while Apollos was in Corinth. So Apollos takes a trip to Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? And they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they began to speak with tongues and they prophesied. So we see his disciples obviously being less accustomed to the things of the Spirit, less open to the things of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, all of a sudden they hear about it. Now hands are laid on them and they receive the Holy Spirit. But I want to point something out to you because I think this is so important and I think we mustn't miss this. If you are someone that is accustomed to the things of the Spirit, you have been blessed because you understand certain mysteries and certain things that others maybe have not yet been introduced to. And I think it's so important that we look at the example that Aquila and Priscilla made. First of all, we see them take him aside and begin to speak to him and teach him. Also, when Paul comes and he he, he finds those disciples, he doesn't shout at them, He doesn't rebuke them. He doesn't call them wrong or evil or false or anything like that. He basically ministers to them and shares with them more and they receive it. But in no way is there criticism or in no way is there a rebuke. You know, they basically are wanting to show them that there's more. And I think that for those of us that are more accustomed to the things of the Spirit or open to the things of the Spirit, we need to be sensitive to those who maybe haven't been open to the things of the Spirit. And I'm going to get more into this a little bit later, but I wanted to start there because, as I said, I think that this is one of the areas where we do see conflict in the church. Now, on the flip side of this, on the other side, on the more um, conservative side, let's take a look at something that happened to Jesus. Matthew twelve twenty-two. Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him. So that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw, and all the multitude were amazed and said, Could this be the son of David? Now when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. So now because they had seen something that they were not familiar with, this was now Jesus, this is the Messiah ministering, they rejected it. And not only did they reject it, but they actually went as far as to accuse it of being demonic. Now, we know that it wasn't demonic, obviously. But the point I'm trying to make is here are the religious people that have the word in their, in their, in, you know, in their minds. And, 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 you know, they studied the word. They know the word. But yet their hearts are not open to Jesus. They cannot recognize Jesus. And so they become very critical. You know, they, they don't sit and... and, and, and be open they don't sit and and try and learn instead they they criticize and immediately call it demonic now i've explained to you it's kind of like two different sides here first of all the one side where those that understood the things of the spirit a little bit more go and and we see the way that they go they go in a way that isn't threatening they go in a way that isn't critical and most certainly not accusatory So this is, this is, you know, that's the right way to do it. Yes, you can, you know, if you open the scriptures and you share with another believer and, you know, that's wonderful. And then hopefully, you know, they can learn more. It's not about right or wrong. You must understand that Apollos was teaching Jesus. Apollos was teaching salvation. There was nothing wrong with that. They were not wrong. They were not, they were not false. They were not in error. They just, they were lacking more. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I want more. I want as much as I can possibly get when it comes to the things of God. I, wanna, I want all of God. I want all of the spirit. I want as much as I can get. On the other side, we see the total opposite of that. When as soon as something spiritual happens, those that are not used to it or not accustomed to it immediately begin to criticize and go as far as to call it demonic. And we know that that is obviously, you know, very, 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 very bad. But I want to go a little bit further. So we see those two examples. First of all, the one is conservative or more traditional and not really open to the things of the Spirit, becoming very critical towards the things of the Spirit. And then on the other side, those that do understand more, the example is a good example, but we don't want to obviously do the opposite of that and go and criticize those who have maybe not been open to the things of the Spirit. Paul has a lot to say about this in Corinthians 14 when he addresses you know, the church and how to conduct a church service so that those that are uninformed or unbelievers will not be put off by the things of the Spirit. I'm not going to get into that this evening. But what I do want to talk about is let's go to, let's go to 1 Corinthians 1 verse number 11. Let's start there. Let's start there. 1 Corinthians 1 verse number 11. It says, for some members of chloe's household have told me about your quarrels my dear brothers and sisters some of you are saying i am a follower of paul others are saying i follow apollos or i follow peter watch this one this one will really shock you or i follow only christ has christ been divided into factions was i paul crucified for you were any of you baptized in the name of paul of course not and I love this. I absolutely am so grateful for this text because what we see here is exactly what happens in the church. Now, this is the early church, and a lot of the early church was, was very similar in their expression. But obviously, certain people were saying, listen, we followers of Paul, Paul's way is the only way and the right way. Some people were saying, well, we followers of Apollos, his ways are right. His teachings are right. His expression is right. And some people were saying, listen, I'm not following any of you. I'm only going to follow Jesus. You know, Jesus' is way, the Christ is the only way. I'm not following man at all. That's also wrong because we need teachers. We need, we need the fivefold ministry to, to express and teach us the things of the Spirit and to teach us the things of God more accurately. The Bible's clear on that. So this is what I really, really want to talk to you about this evening. Because there are going to always be different expressions and different flows, We should never get focused on the fact that, listen, you know, our way and the way we do things, let's say at oceans, is the only way. Because there's no way that it can be the only way. Uh, It's the perfect way for oceans. God created oceans to be the way that it is. I know exactly, as the pastor of oceans, why God is calling us to do things the way that we do them. There are other churches that are also open to the things of the Spirit. But those churches, perhaps their worship is different to ours. Let's say that their worship is more, you know, they have longer worship or they have more expressive worship. They have flags and they have different stuff in their services. I think that that's wonderful. But I don't think that that's necessarily the way that God wants oceans to be. Because I really believe that our purpose is a little bit different to those. Now, I can go to a church that worships that way and have a ball. I can enjoy it as long as I don't get hit in the head by a flag. Other than that, I can, I can enjoy it. I can go to a place where the worship or the service is a little bit different to ours. I can go to a place where the prophetic moves differently to the way the prophetic moves in our house. I can go to a church where there's deliverance, and that deliverance might be slightly different to ours. Some churches' deliverance is done openly. Some churches' deliverance is done in a back room. Some churches' deliverance is done on camera. Now, I don't necessarily like every way that it's done But it's being done that way. And as long as there's fruit and lives are being changed, I shouldn't be too critical over it. I shouldn't come against it. I shouldn't publicly come against where God is clearly moving because the expression is different to our expression. Again, there are... Many expressions, many different uh, flows. This last weekend, we had a, a group from Iris Ministries, and, and I enjoyed watching them minister so much. I enjoyed watching their unity in the way that they flowed, the, the way that they prophesied, and the way that they ministered together. Now, that's not exactly the way we do things at Oceans. And as the pastor, I can look at the way they minister and go, oh, you know, I need to do, I need to do it their way because their way is better than my way or the way that we do it at Oceans. No, I don't have to do, I don't have to become like them. Can I learn certain things from them? Absolutely. I can learn something from many churches, and I do. There's 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 always a desire in me to seek more truth, to to find out what God wants for us. But I'm not gonna be critical to another church because they're a little bit different to us. When it comes to what's important to me as a minister, salvation, baptisms. Lives being changed, deliverance, deliverance, people's lives being delivered, families being restored, you know, uh, people coming to know Jesus and know know the Holy Spirit and, and grow in the knowledge of God. These are the things that are important to me. And obviously more things. To see people's lives, you know, go from desiring the things of this world to, to desiring the heart of God, worshiping God, you know, these are the things that that, that I really love and I look for in all churches. But if there's a church that maybe hasn't come as far as I have to being open to the things of the Spirit or understanding the things of the Spirit, I'm not going to now become critical about them and and come against them. You know, I may not agree with everything that they do, but I'm not going to come against them because, you know, they're different to us. They're a little bit different to us. You know, an example that I always like to give is the body of Christ, the church, is not that different from the children of Israel. The children of Israel was not one tribe only. There were 12 tribes and they were all different. And I'm sure each tribe thought they were better than the other tribe or thought that their way was the right way. You had the Levites. You had the tribe of Issachar. The tribe of Issachar, they, they, were, they were very sort of prophetic. They, they had their way. You have the tribe of Judah, which was... You know the worshipers and 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 you know the praises they were different, they were not the same, their expression was different, but each and every one of them was important and exactly what God wanted them to be. now, when they went into error, God would rebuke them when they when they stopped following the Lord and sin became okay, God rebuked them. you know so again, in no way am I suggesting that error or anything like that is right or good, but I don't think that it's necessary for us to always be overly critical because somebody else somebody else's expression or the way that they they have services or the way that they minister or the way that they do things is different we we need to be more open to that and i truly believe and i really believe this i really really believe this that as we head towards the the last of the last days as we head to what we all desire which is to see the body of christ more in unity I really believe it's not going to be to, for me to prove to another church that I've got the right way. I think it's going to be more of me being more open to who they are. They are also servants of Jesus. They are also followers of Christ. They also love to worship Him. They also want to serve Him and follow Him and, and, and do His will. And I should be open and celebrate their differences. Not criticize their differences. Take a look at this. 1 Corinthians 13 verse number 1 says this. This is so powerful. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. So when it comes to the things of the spirit, if we don't have love, love for people that come to us, love for people that, that come to our church that might not be exactly like us, and we don't arrange things in a way that we can maybe appeal more to them, not compromising, not putting away the things that we believe at all, or what we believe scripture says at all, not at all, but love them, care for them, and the same for the rest of the body of Christ. I can't be overly critical. I can be sad because I believe that you know there's more when it comes to the things of the spirit and many churches reject those things. But maybe God needs that church to be there to help people that will never be open to the things of the spirit. You know, Paul says this. He says I wish you all spoke with tongues. I wish you all spoke with tongues. It's something for the whole church. He desires it for everyone, but not everybody's going to do it. The whole church will not do it. And we need to come and accept that. We need to realize that that's what's going to happen. They're not all going to be the same. Now watch this. He goes on in verse 3 and he says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. So even when it comes to churches doing certain things and fulfilling certain things, well, you know, our church takes care of the poor. Our church, you know, does this and does that. And we we just so wonderful. And the other churches, they're just so bad. That's the wrong attitude. We have to have love and do everything motivated by love. For the work that we do, for the Lord, obviously, most, most priority. But remember what Jesus said, that there are two commandments that are really, really important. They're all important, but two of them stand out. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. To love your neighbor, to love those around us that are different to us perhaps. That expression is different, even the world, but we're not going to get into that. I just want to focus on the church today. So if Oceans Unite Christian Center you know, is different to... Revival Center, North Georgia, whatever it is, you know we should rejoice in each other 's achievements and successes and fruit and lives being changed, but because their worship and our worship is different doesn 't make their worship right and our worship wrong, it makes it different, it makes it unique, it makes it beautiful that 's what it 's all about is us being able to do what we are called to do at a certain time, in a certain place. And I really believe with all of my heart that if we can, as the church, begin to grasp that, if we can begin to recognize that, I think it'll help us so much more. And and, and so many more people will be open to things. But you know what it's like, guys? You know, sometimes when you become critical or religious, you know, immediately people shut down. But at the same time, I've also seen you know, it's it's been it's been astounding to me, you know, of late, how some people, you know, um, you know, like for example, some people where, you know, let's say they they use the term free, where it's, you know it's more free in that church, perhaps, you know, they 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 do more, you know, they're shouting more, they're more expressive, they do more stuff, they're more open to things. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. I have no problem with it. But it's not necessarily what we will do at Oceans because God has called us to do something unique at Oceans. But I find it very discouraging when people become very critical towards the way that we do it. Or, you know, or they become critical to someone that's even you know, maybe you know, not even close to as open as what we are. Everybody's different. You know, do we believe in, in salvation? Do we believe in repentance? You know, Paul even said, I preach Christ and Him crucified. That's the power of God. Put your faith in that. That's the most important thing. Yes, I believe that signs and wonders should follow the believer. These signs will follow those who believe. I have no, there's no question. Anybody that's not embracing that, unfortunately, they, there's, there's a whole part of it that they're missing out on. But it doesn't make them any less Christian. It doesn't mean that we should be critical and criticize. Because what often happens is as soon as you begin to do that, you stir up rebellion. And what happens is then people begin to think, well, you know, this church is wrong and my pastor is wrong and my leader is wrong and that leader is wrong. And, you know, and they become overly critical when they're just at different places, at different places, you know, in their community or, or, you know, in their development and growth when it comes to the things of God. So I really feel like it's, it's, it's so important for us to understand, number one, that there is no perfect church. There is no perfect church, you know, um, Churches are further along than others. Are some churches probably more accurate than others? Yes. You want to be in a church that's more accurate? Yes, of course you do. But in terms of expression, you know, we, we should be cautious. We should be cautious not to become critical when others have not reached the point that we have reached. I haven't been looking at any of the posts um, because I've really kind of been focusing on, on this, this afternoon's message or this evening's message. But I really want this to help you. Um, to number one, you know, be cautious, you know, when we address other churches or when we speak about other churches, because they're just not going to be the same. Different tribes, different, different cultures, different upbringings, different communities, different areas. God loves all of us and will put the right churches in the right places for those individuals. You know, churches in California will be different to churches in Florida. Will there be a church that's like a church in California and Florida? Probably that can happen. Of course it can. But God is raising up the body of Christ in different ways. And I truly believe that if we become more sensitive, more sensitive, and do things more in love, we will see more of the body of Christ come to the deeper things and the more things of God than we have ever seen in the past. And I truly believe that's going to be the key to bringing the true church into unity. So I hope that this has been something that has been able to kind of just help you guys. I want to open it up for, for questions. Let's try kind of and keep it to the subject if you have any questions. You know, I also want to say this, that if you are a member of a church and you visit another church, behave yourself. Behave yourself when you go there, because the way that things are done at your church is not necessarily the way things are done at that church. So find out the rules of that family, of that household, before you go and you, you know, behave in such a way that is inappropriate, perhaps, for that place. Um, You know, I am so open to, to the things of the Spirit and to the things that God wants to do. But I also recognize where I am, where my church is, you know, and where the people in my church are and what I'm called to do. So I will do things in a certain way. But man, I love it when we have nights where God just moves and there's rejoicing and there's dancing and there's all kinds of things. But it's not necessarily something that we'll do every week at our church. And that doesn't make us wrong. It makes us different. It makes us who we are. And so I, I think it's so important that we learn this lesson Because I just see way too much on social media, especially pastors coming on and leaders coming on and just criticizing, you know, saying things like, well, you know, we don't teach this way. We only teach that way. Well, who said that's the right way? But who said that's the wrong way? Your way is different to the way that someone else. Well, I teach exogenically and I only teach, you know, topical and I, you know, I don't, I only teach prophetically. I can never do this or a series or whatever. Listen, that's great. I'm happy for you. But Don't criticize someone that does it differently to you. If people's lives are changing, if people are being delivered, if people are coming to salvation, let's rejoice. Let's rejoice in our differences. Let's rejoice in the different gifts. There is no perfect church. I can guarantee you. I'm the pastor of oceans. I know we're not perfect. I know we've got a long way to go. We've got a lot to learn. But I also know what God has called us to do. And over the years, I remember when I started the church, guys, I was very critical about other church. I thought, listen, we're the only church that like, you know, there's no one else. God is giving this whole territory to us and to us only because we are the anointed ones. I was so wrong. I was so deceived. I, you know, I was just, I I had no clue. And, And God has worked on my heart over the years and just shown me that, listen, that scripture applies especially to you. Take the plank out of, your, out of your own eye before you try and take the speck out of someone else's. You know, when we have been given more, rejoice in more. Or when we understand more, rejoice in it. But don't become critical. I hope you're getting it. All right. So let's go to you guys. There's quite a few of you watching. It's great to have you with us. We'll also, I'm going to pray at the end as well, do a bit of ministering to you. But let's take a look. Okay, Kelly asks, why do you think churches reject the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit? Do you refer to some biblical scriptures for this? Fabulous question. I love this question. And I'm probably not going to be very popular for my answer, but I think it's important. And I want you to know that this is something that I am really diving into. Kelly, I really believe that a part of the problem, please hear me out now, a part of the problem. So this is not the only problem. You know, first of all, when people are taught a certain way, They believe what they've been taught. They believe that, you know, so if you've grown up in a church or in a community where that type of expression, you know, no gifts of the Spirit, no speaking in tongues, no baptism of the Spirit, those things are not practiced. It's going to be foreign to you. And more than likely, you've been taught, that individual has been taught that, listen, that's, you know, that's not, that's not right. And in some cases, even been taught that, listen, that's demonic, you know, so those things are a reality and those things have been taught. Now, here's the problem, and Paul addresses this clearly in 1 Corinthians 14, or 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. You know, he starts by saying, desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. But remember, he's talking about desiring spiritual gifts, he's talking about prophecy, he's talking about tongues, he's talking about all that stuff. But we have to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where he starts talking to us about spiritual things. What did he say? I'm going to read it to you just one more time because I think you just need, we need to just hear it again for the sake of context. Context. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I've become a sounding brass or clanging symbol. Although I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. In other words, I, I really think what Paul's trying to say here is, listen, you know, what's most important are those people, those people that are coming into the church, those people that that need to 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 learn more about God. You know, um, so so I think that that what's happened is, is that in the Pentecostal charismatic church, we've we, we love our expression. We, we love we love the way that, you know, the things of the spirit and stuff. And sometimes we've been overzealous in it. That's why I say this is only a part So Paul addresses this when he addresses the church in in, in 1 Corinthians 14, where he tries to set some order to a church that clearly understands the things of the Spirit, desiring spiritual gifts, desiring and understanding prophecy, desiring and understanding tongues. You know, he, he, he teaches on this. And so what I think happens is when someone comes into a church service, and it's like the church was in Corinth, a little bit kind of like out there, a little bit crazy perhaps in some people's minds, You know, they will. these individuals that have been taught the opposite, they will run from it. They're not going to be open to it. Where Paul in Corinthians 14, he even says to us, if the uninformed or the unbeliever comes into that place, they're going to say you're out of your mind, that you're crazy. And that's exactly what happens. These individuals that don't believe this or have never been taught this or have been taught contrary to this, when they come into a church service and it's kind of like just all over the place, you know, um, because those believers understand these things, they understand prophecy, they understand tongues, they understand the things of the Spirit, you know, and, and, and they can enjoy it. But unfortunately, many times, again, not always, but many times, the unbeliever will come in and, and will, or the unbeliever or the uninformed will come in and just not be able to receive it. It just is too much for them. So Paul tries to set this in order, And I really believe that that's what God is saying right now, at least for us at Oceans. I can't speak for everybody, is that we have to, and that's why I am the way that I am. Again, I'm not perfect. I know that. By all means, there's certain things I could do more. There's certain things I could be less. I could be less strict. I could be more strict. There's many things. But I want to be sensitive to this because I want to see our community, I want to see our community change. And you need the power of the Holy Spirit to do that. You know, the love and the power of God is truly what I believe brings the fire of God to change the hearts, to burn the chaff out. It's not only the love, but the power, but the power and the love kind of go together. You know, you'll never truly understand one without the other. You absolutely need both. So I think that the church, or at least a part of the church, has to embrace these things, the things of the Spirit, but also be sensitive, like Paul says, and bring in a certain amount of order. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't have a special service or God breaks out or revival breaks out. Of course, God can do that. He does do that. And I, I celebrate it. I want it. But that doesn't mean that, you know, every service is going to be like that. That doesn't mean, you know, that, that every, uh, every meeting, every service, every group, everything is going to always be that way. I really believe Paul was trying hard in Corinthians to teach the church, listen, be sensitive because you're missing it. Because you've got gifts, you've got understanding, you've got faith, you've got prophecy, you've got that stuff. But if you don't have love and you're not worried about others, you're missing it. You're missing it. And so that's that's the, that's what I believe is the answer. And and again, you know, it's going to take me really long to dive into this. But at the leadership conference that we're doing in October, if you haven't signed up, sign up because all my sessions. This is what I'm going to be ministering on. I'm going to be ministering on 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 you know the church. I'm going to be ministering on you know, uh, the, the gifts order in the church. I'm going to be ministering on all that. I'm going to be doing three sessions and all three sessions, that's what I'm going to be talking about. So if you haven't signed up for the leadership conference in October, please do so. All right. That was a great question. Loved it. All right, let's see. All right. Thank you so much. All right, Yvette, she asks, what would be the best way to share with a believer from another church how transforming is the power of the Holy Spirit, specifically if you think they will benefit from deliverance? First of all, the greatest story is your story. You are Jesus to other people. In other words, you are the one who will show them, you know, what God has done in your life. The power of God, how He's transformed your life, your family, your children, your husband, your your life. That's why the way that we live our lives away from church is actually far more important than what we do in the church. Because the mission field is not the church, the mission field is our community. And so if we're ministering to someone in our community, at our workplace, or a family member, or a friend, it's not going to be what you say, it's going to be how you live that's going to show them whether that transformational power really is there you know I, I, I i've had some i've been fortunate by the grace of god to have some really powerful experiences i remember a couple of years ago i went to a um to a radio station and and when i got on the radio station i was sitting there and i was sharing from my heart just how jesus had touched me and transformed me and was transforming people in our church and stuff. And while I was busy just sharing from my heart what was really going on on the inside of me, the whole room was filled with the presence of God. I remember there were other speakers on the radio that were not you know, part of my session, so I kind of like stepped into their session. And those guests also were experiencing that moment where the presence of God kind of like just filled the room. So your story, your life, the way you live it is going to be a testimony Of absolute truth that's what's going to convince people that what you believe bears bears truth but we have to also remember we have to kind of like meet people where they are listen I've seen God take the most uninformed most most you know conservative person and wreck them but with the power of God it happens and it's wonderful it's wonderful but I've also seen where someone who's you know afraid of the things of the spirit you know walks into a you know even a conservative-type church where they're more open to the Spirit and they run away from it. So I really believe that, you know, first of all, it's going to be your life. And then the second thing is, you know, the way we, we show truth is by going to Scriptures. You know, um, at our church, at Oceans, as you guys that come to Oceans know, you know, we, we do a course once every three months where we really explain, you know, First Corinthians chapter 14, we dive into it and explain you know, uh, prophecy and tongues and all that stuff and show it from Scripture. When you show someone Scripture and they get revelation or understanding, they'll be more open to it. But if someone has been taught contrary to it, it's going to be difficult for them until they can see from the Scriptures, until their eyes can be opened that that is actually truth. Hope that makes sense. All right. All right, let's see. If we have any more questions, it's difficult because I can't kind of always scroll. Yeah, there we go. Um, Karis, Karis made a comment. She said, as someone who grew up a, sensation, a cessationist, I can agree just seeing the Holy Spirit in action and backing it up with Scripture. So that backing up with Scripture is obviously extremely important. Um, you know that is where people will will see. Listen, not only do we see a manifestation, because manifestations need to be tested, but if the scripture can back it up, then obviously it's 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 gonna it's gonna be more credible. That person will be more open. All right. Yes, you need to meet people where they're at. Absolutely, guys. Do you have any more questions? I know it's not really the kind of subject that you could probably ask too many questions on, but the questions that you guys have asked have been absolutely awesome. So if there are one or two more questions, go ahead and post them now. If you posted one earlier, I can't see it because of the comments. so post it again and I'll try and get to it. But yes, I think that we've I think we've kind of got it. I think everybody's with me. You know, um, because I understand you know uh, the gifts of the Spirit or I have an understanding of the gifts of the Spirit, because I'm open to different types of worship, and I can go into any church where the Holy Spirit really is moving. And I can enjoy every second of it. I, I will enjoy. I will enjoy it thoroughly. I will enjoy hours of worship. I will enjoy, you know, dancing. I will enjoy all of. I can enjoy all of that and 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 rejoice in it. I just don't understand why it is when it's not exactly like that. In other churches, there's there's criticism about it. I've, and I don't think that that's. I don't think that that's right. I think that we should embrace everybody where they're at, and then obviously, you know. Like Apollos and 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 like Aquila and Priscilla did with Apollos, showed them the ways of God more accurately. You know where you can maybe show them the things that are more. But in terms of if we all believe in Scripture, we all believe in the in the in the full counsel of God, the full the full Scriptures. You know, um, slightly different expression should never be an issue. All right, I do not see any more questions coming in. So what I would like to do with you guys is. My music has gone off. That's terrible. There it is. I hear it. Do you hear it? It was there for like one second and then it went away. Let's see if we can get it back on. All right. There we go. It was and then it was not. All right. Before we close, I would like to. I would like to just open it up to you guys for some prayer. Um, I'd like to minister to you while we're on here. I think that's a good idea. I think we should do that. So just bear with me for one second. I'm just having a bit of a technical error, but I should have it up and running in no time. Let me just do this and then put this back. Oopsie, that's the wrong one. It's this one here. There we go. Thank you for your patience. All right. We should be good now. All right. Okay. Hi, everybody. My son has just walked into the room. I'm busy with my podcast. Is everything okay? Yes. Are you good? Um, it's just that I'm watching the TV. Yes. you know why? why because daddy pressed a button over here that made it pause but if you go back i think it'll be back on I paused, I'm, I'm okay i love you my boy <laughs> okay well it was, suspicious. Like, it was suspicious you're right was like, <laughs> that's a good point all right everybody so now you know what happened i actually ended up putting on my son's tv from here and uh so he 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 thought it was suspicious. That's what he said. He thought it was suspicious. I think that's great. All right. I am back in the swing of things over here. <laughs> All right. All right. God is good. Let's let's if you have prayer requests, post them now. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you guys. God is so good. Everything's up and running. Let's begin to pray. All right. I, 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 I'm, you know what I'm gonna, I want to do? You know what your requests are. You know what your needs are. I'm going to begin to pray. And if you want to post it, post it. If I see it, we'll pray over it. If not, I'm just going to begin to pray as the Holy Spirit leads. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We love you. Lord, I thank you for each and every person that tuned in this evening. I thank you for, for your presence. I ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you would touch them right there where they're at, in their homes, Father, those that are connected, that you would touch them. Lord, let tonight not just be a teaching, but let it be a time of ministry. Holy Spirit, I ask right now, where there are needs, where there are, where there are struggles. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would minister to those that are connected. Lord, that you would touch them. Touch them right now in Jesus' name. Father, those that have sickness, any sickness, I come against it now in Jesus' name. Those that are suffering from headaches, I come against headaches now in Jesus' name. Stress, I come against stress. I pray the peace of God over you in the name of Jesus. If you're suffering from any form of depression or any form of fear, I want to come against that now in Jesus' name. I set you free in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over you now. For those of you that are struggling at night with fear in your house, I plead the blood of Jesus over your house right now. I pray you have good dreams. I pray you have no fear at night at all. No night terrors, no night fear, no no bad dreams. I plead the blood of Jesus over your household. And anyone in your household that's not saved, I pray that because of the anointing on your life, it will rub off on those in your house and that they will come to know the Lord. I pray, Father, for anyone that is not open to the things of the Spirit, that you would draw them closer, Lord, to learn more. I pray, Lord, that the church would be sensitive to each other, that we, would, that we would have more love for one another instead of being critical towards each other. Lord, there's not one of us that has it right. We, we all have it wrong in some way, and we all get critical at times. There's no question about that. But I pray tonight, God, that you would strengthen every church, that you would lead every pastor into paths of righteousness, that you would lead churches, Lord, to seek you more and to discover your wonders, God. For this is our desire, to know you more, to to get to know you more. Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans, but I will send the helper, the helper, the Holy Spirit, that he will come. Holy Spirit, I ask right now. You are with us right now. Touch everyone right now. Cynthia, I pray for your husband's salvation in the name of Jesus. I pray for it now in Jesus' name. I pray for Nancy. She's been in bed with pain for for, for days. We pray for Nancy. We release her from that pain in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus over her now in the name of Jesus. I pray for for Kelly, for your family that has lost family members. We pray. I can't read it. It went by, but I pray for that right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for you, Karen, right now uh, for health where you've been struggling an autoimmune problem i come against that autoimmune problem now in jesus name i pray for your healing now in the name of jesus that you be touched by the holy spirit by the power of the holy spirit right now in jesus precious name lord we honor you lord we love you i thank you i thank you that you are here i thank you for your presence i thank you that your presence go into every home right now in jesus name Right now, in Jesus' name, we give thanks. Lord, I pray for deliverance. I pray for bondages to be broken. I pray, Father, against it now. I pray for children in these homes, Father, that you will draw the children to you, God, in the name of Jesus, that they will be open to your ways, to your voice, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I give you thanks for it. We honor you and we love you. And so, Father, I lift up every person I pray for peace over you right now, Katrina, in Jesus' name. Katrina, you've come such a long way. You've come such a long way and you've got such a long way to go. Your your journey has only just begun. God is still going to take you higher and further than you ever imagined. And your story will be one that thousands will hear. Many will hear your story. Many will be be touched by your story. And you will see even in the days that lie ahead, how doors are going to be open for you to share your story. Your story is going to touch the lives of so many. And I just pray God for favor for Katrina right now. In Jesus name, I pray for Father for favor. I pray for blessing Lord, for increase. I pray for... For increase, Lord. I also pray where there's been some struggle with some family that's been close to you, I ask Holy Spirit right now that you intervene, that you go, Lord. Draw them. Draw them, Holy Spirit. Draw them. You're the one who draws us. Draws us to the Father. So I ask that you do it now. Katrina, the best of days of your life are ahead of you. In the name of Jesus, I pray this over you now and I give you thanks for it, God. Pamela, I pray right now that you've been going through difficult times. You've been struggling with tiredness and you need rest. I pray for that for you in the name of Jesus. I break all tiredness of you now in Jesus' name. And I just ask the Holy Spirit to just comfort you, to just give you peace, to just fill you now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we honor you and we love you. Just touch her now, Lord. Just touch her now in Jesus' name. Tiffany, restoration with your children. I stand in agreement with you for that restoration, not only for restoration, but for the salvation of your children, that they will come to know the Lord and that they will see the love of God in your life and your testimony in Jesus' name. We we heard about Nico. I actually heard about Nico, five-year-old Nico, just a little while ago. We've been praying for him who's in hospital with a head injury. We lift little Nico up right now in Jesus' name, and we ask Lord for total healing for him in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody connected, just lift him up now in Jesus' name. We lift up Nico in Jesus' name. Father, I also just pray for anyone else in the congregation that maybe isn't connected with us now, that needs prayer, that you will touch them. Father, I just think of, 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 of some of the congregation members that I know have been in hospital with bleeding issues and, and just different things. I ask that you touch them now. Some of our elderly people have had some COVID outbreaks. By the grace of God, everything seems to be good. But I just pray, Lord, for supernatural healing for them in the name of Jesus. And I give you thanks for it. I give you thanks for it. For Caitlin's family, for salvation, we agree now in Jesus name and so father I give you thanks for each and everyone connected that you touch them that you strengthen them and that you bless them in the mighty name of Jesus and we all said amen amen guys it's been so awesome connecting with you tonight I hope that you got something out of tonight's session remember let us be let us be open let us love one another let us celebrate each other's differences just because you may know more than someone else doesn't make you better than them just because you've experienced more doesn't make you better than anybody else let us rejoice whether we're from Paul from Silas or from anybody let us rejoice in where we are and let us go forward and see God move and touch lives and see God just just bring the church together in such a powerful way. I'm excited about the future. I know God is going to move powerfully, uh, not only at oceans, but at churches all across the nation and even the nations of this world. God bless you. Love you guys. Have a wonderful week and we will see you soon.